Hey, what's up, everybody? It is another episode of Should I Play That? Episode 34. We're here. We're in this. It's another day. It's another week. Another podcast. And your boy, Chris. Uh, joined by my co-host, my, uh, my partner in crime, the, the ebony to my ivory, the <laughs> sonic to my tails, the, or the tails to my sonic? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I got Rod in the building. What's going on, man? Man, I was very flattered with that. I was like, wow, you put me as Sonic? Really? Wow. I mean, I'll take it, but that's really generous. Thank you, sir. Man, hey, listen, you know, I guess, like I always say every week, 34 episodes, 34 weeks. That's, you know, that's a long time. And I'll say this again. This is one of those things that is just consistent. So I'm glad to have you along with the ride. Along for the ride. Happy to be here. Yep. And we also have another special guest. Uh, we have Elena, uh, who's been on the show a couple times. Elena, what's going on? How you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Nice, nice, nice. How, how's, how's life been? What's, what's going on? Anything new? Uh, no. (laughs) 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 I'm still trying to find a actual career job, so I'm just doing part-time stuff for now. Hey, listen. You, sometimes you just gotta, you gotta, you know, chip away at these things. You know, just, just keep grinding, keep working. Elena, listen. I believe in you. Rod believes in you. Though, should I play that community? We all believe in you. you Hopefully, I can get there by the end of next year. All right. And, and when that happens, you'll be on the show to let us know, right? Yeah. Right. And I'll be in Dallas. Hopefully. Nice, That's my nice. end goal. Nice. But yeah, uh, we're, we're back at it. Um, quick, uh, quick shout out though, before we jump into things again. Um, shout out to all the listeners. Shout out to the people that are, you know, tuning in week after week. Um, shout out to the people that are now, uh, putting out reviews on Apple Music or, or huh. Apple Podcasts or whatever it is now. Like that's what helps us out. Yes. Uh, you know, put, giving us five stars. You know, uh, saying something nice, just anything that, you know, goes a long way. So we appreciate that. You know, um, shout out to a friend of mine, Katie. She's been like really like been my, my, my cheerleader behind this, uh, especially over this last week. You know, she's like, yo, listen to my boy's podcast. It's going to get you hype. <laughs> and all these new listeners, I hope you get hype off of this. But yeah, so, um, I, I guess we could sort of uh, sort of just jump into it. Uh, this week we have a couple things to talk about. We're going to talk about, of course, what we've been playing over the past couple weeks. Uh, we're going to talk about some uh, some Stadia info, Pokemon info, uh, Fortnite is in the news again, and then we're going to round it off with uh, some stuff with uh, Riot. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's it has been pretty pretty packed. Like we kind of came into the week like. Maybe not a lot happened, and then we just started talking and <laughs> compiling, and turns out quite a bit happened. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, I can't forget, uh, we also have some Death Stranding news, too, so I uh, can't, can't wait to jump into that. But uh, before we do any of that, let's uh, jump into our section called What You've Been Playing, and with this section, we sort of just round off what we've been playing lately. So we're start off with our guest, Elena. Well. What You've Been Playing? So, I've been playing Indivisible, which I should let you guys know that I did back the game back in, like, 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. I paid, like, 60 bucks, and that got me the collector's edition. 
And um it's not it's not as fast as I want it to be. It seems very slow and the 2D platforming stuff is like there's not a lot going on, to be honest. So, so what kind of game is it for people who may not know? Oh, it's like a 2D platformer RPG. So okay. you you play as Ajna, this 16-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and then you get your first companion. Your first companion, just a, a minor spoiler, because it's in the first, like, 30 minutes of the game Mm -hmm. is uh your dad's murderer like you yeah that's heavy (laughs) (laughs) okay wow wait why is he your companion because you kick his ass really hard and then uh for some reason uh he just gets sucked into your inner realm and they're both pissed at each other she's like she's like i don't fucking want you here and then he's like i don't want to be in here what is going on and so Hmm. So he's just like brooding in your head and he comes out whenever there's fighting or just, I guess, whenever in some cases. And, um, you, like every time you meet someone, you just, they just suck into your inner realm, which is like really odd. So quick question. Once, um, once the murderer got like, is it like a fusion or is it like they merge, uh, consciousness or something? What? What no, are they doing? he's he's physically gone. Like oh. her third eye kind of like it goes into your theoretical third eye. Like he mm-hmm. just turns into a ball of light and then gets sucked into your third eye. Oh, okay. But then I guess yeah. whenever you get into battles, that's when he like gets summoned yes. into reality. Okay. So here's my question: Once that happened and they realized that they were, you know, stuck with each other, mm-hmm. did the main character forgive the? Uh, the uh, murderer and give give him a hug. Did nope. that happen? I am not at that part yet. Right now, oh. he's at he's heartbroken at negative thirteen. Like your relationship status. Like, um, there will be like a little heart next to like when you hit um the touchpad, it'll bring up like your party, and there'll mm-hmm. be like a little heart and a number next to it. He's at negative thirteen with a heart broken. Oh, and so I that's like it's... that's like their um like if you play Persona, it's like the confidant yeah. ranking or something like that, huh? Mm-hmm. But I only asked that just to throw shade at what yeah. happened in Dallas. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and then uh, so I think he starts <laughs> off even lower. I think he's at like negative twenty, like when you first get him. And right now so, I'll just build up to negative 13. So, so what does the confident level do ultimately? Like, does it give you more abilities? Does it allow you different conversation trees? Cause you said it's an RPG. So, I mean, yeah. I assume there's something, some mechanic behind that. Not that I've noticed. It only affects like the way that they talk to each other. Okay. And, uh, your second, uh, person that you get. It's this fucking goth, like, millennial piece of shit. Like, she loves <laughs> death and fire. Okay. And, right. My and she talks, person. she talks like a millennial, kind of, like a millennial Gen Z. Like, Wait. Some, of this, some like, of this dialogue, like, I swear to God, I am skipping through it now at this point. I'm just like. Really? 
Ugh. It's like, is it like Borderlands it's, style or? No. Okay, so it's, it's way, not self- it's way, it's way tamer than that. But oh, okay. Oh, I'm okay. just annoyed by it at this point. Interesting. So, I mean, do you, okay. So, are these people like, are they like with you in the world? Are they only in your head? Like, when do you interact with them? Uh, you can interact them with them in your head. So you would hold circle because I'm playing on PlayStation. Okay. Um, and she'll like be in standing meditation. And then, uh, it'll say either go to, you can just go to your inner realm, but if you go to like a save point, you can either go to your inner realm or save. And I didn't know this at the time, but there are two, over 200 save slots and it automatically rotates the save for you. Oh, so if you need to go back, you could just go back to one of those save files. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's but I realized uh. that too late and then, so all my saves are all fucked up. Oh, <laughs> no. And then, so what I like about the game is I really like the art style. They go for Southeast Asia mythologies. Like, Ajna and Dar is your, the first person that you get. They're clearly Indian. Which is cool. Like, we don't have a mm -hmm. lot of that in games, not to my recollection. And, like, in the opening cutscene that's uh, animated by Trigger Studios, mm-hmm. uh, her, like, her, like, final, or, like, I guess to put it in, like, Dragon Ball terms, like, her Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan, whatever, um, <laughs> she looks like um, the Indian goddess of war. Oh, fuck, what was her name? Oh, she has, I, she I has multiple her. arms. Uh, Shiva? Yes, Shiva. She kind of looks yeah. like Shiva, because. Oh, cool. Like. I hope it's Shiva. Damn. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Well, um, she doesn't have multiple arms, but it's just like, it just kind of looks like her because she turns blue, and I believe Shiva is blue. Okay. Am I? I think you're right. I, I think that's right. I that think. sounds right. I can't. Clearly, can't we're all experts on <laughs> mythology. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I really like mythology, so. But um, I just couldn't remember if that was right or not. But um, so it's very Southeast Asia. Like you meet different tribes. Like one could be very like either Nepal, Tibet, or Tibet, like that area. Okay. And then I haven't gotten to the other parts yet, but I did meet like this kind of Persian style lady. Mm-hmm. Like she has like um. Like Princess Jasmine, like one of her hairs, like in a ponytail or whatever, it yeah. kind of looks like that. And she has like that same like big poofy pants and stuff like that. So like Persian, Southeast Asia, and I appreciate them going in that direction or have that setting because not a whole lot of games do that. Right, right. Like the art is very pretty, but the 2D platforming is lackluster and the and- Mm-hmm. And the motions is very slow and sluggish a little bit. That's what I was about to ask because, like you mentioned earlier, that the game it didn't feel like as quick as you wanted no. it to. Because um, playing Ori, like you're, you start to get super fast as soon as like you unlock abilities and stuff like that, and you just have so much mobility and stuff like that. And the platforming in that game is amazing. And it like messes with you and like have hidden stuff and stuff like that. 
Yeah. But this is just very, like, here's your path. And your map is a, um, it's a grid, like a literal grid, oh, grid with, like, okay. squares and stuff. Right. So does it, does it fill in as you're kind of moving through, like a Metroidvania, or or is it all kind of there already? No, uh, it starts to fill in, but it's just all grid stuff, and they'll kind of mark, like, where you would use your axe or where you would need to, like, dash through some stuff. But So you meant, you referenced Ori, um, and I kind of talked last week about, you know, or the week before about how Ori wasn't super... Uh, combat oriented or not meant to be like the the design philosophy around that game was um was that they the developer wanted you to view the player to be able to move around the environment um you know not necessarily focusing on combat but but more of your maneuverability through through you know obstacles is in is indivisible like how how heavy is the combat in that because I, I know you've mentioned it but you haven't talked a lot about that yet. Is it heavy in the game, or is it something that you're meant to engage with fully? Um, you can kind of avoid enemies, but more often than not, you're always in a. Uh, you'll run into a fight like every one minute or so. Okay. And the combat is. I know the developers of this game. They created Skullgirls. And it's oh, very okay. fighting game. Like, you have to nail combos. And I'm just so bad at combos, and I cannot block for shit. Do you like, enter another screen, like entire, like a load screen, to go into a match? Or is it like um, like real-time combat like that you're engaging with? So, as soon as you uh, hit an enemy, like, you have to... Ajna has to physically hit them, or like, or they hit you. To knock you into a battle. And then oh, as soon as you knock, okay. you get knocked into a battle, your, uh, three other of your, uh, of your team pops out. Oh, okay. So like Pokemon, on, but not turn based. Yeah. But each button on your controller, so I have, uh, so like X can be, uh, one character, square can be Ajna, mm-hmm. uh, triangle can be another character, and then circle is another character. Mm-hmm. And so they would have like little charges on them. So you start off, you start off with one, and then it goes to two, three, and so on. And then you have to wait on these fucking time, on these, uh, cooldowns. And I've played Xenoblade Chronicles where they had, uh, cooldowns on their abilities but you're still attacking like you're still auto attacking for this you just have to wait for your cooldowns to stop uh to load back in okay which is kind of annoying yeah 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 it it seems to be taking cues from rpgs because i mean i the first thing you said is that it's an rpg and I, i actually didn't know that i played the demo of this um, like a long while back. Um, so I don't, but I don't remember much of it. Um, and when you said it was an RPG, I, I just, I didn't remember that aspect of it. So I'm just trying to like visualize a lot of that in my head. And a lot of these elements that you're mentioning are kind of make me go, Oh, okay. Like that's where that, this kind of comes in. Like you're in a set of like, you have your four and then on the other side is the mm. enemy. Mm. And then 
they can like block and you have to break their guard just mm-hmm. like in a fighting game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so bad with blocking. Like you, like there'll be like a red arrow going to which character or all characters. So if it goes to all characters, you will hold L1 or tap L1 for every hit that it does. Same for the buttons. Like if it only attacks one person, you would have to hit. Say if it was going to your top person, which is triangle, you have to hit triangle to block. Oh, so that sounds like kind of like um, active combat, almost similar to um, makes me think of the Mario and Luigi series where you have to actually like mm, time yeah. button presses to like the combat that's actually occurring to you on the screen. That's that's interesting. Yeah, but and sometimes they can attack really fast. And mm-hmm. if you want to time them perfectly, you have to like mash the button multiple multiple times. Mm-hmm. And it's so annoying. I'm so bad at blocking. Like, I feel so stupid playing this game, too. Like, the jumping, you have to hold X for a bigger jump. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just I cannot get onto some ledges because if you want to, like, boost yourself up, so you would hold X and then hit square so Ajna can throw her axe into the wall and then launch herself up. And it's just I cannot reach some of these damn ledges, even though I know it's possible. It's Mm -hmm. just... I cannot, I cannot deal with the, like, the mobility in this game. It's just, it, it, you feel like it, it's, um, is it, is it un, do, does it, I hesitate to say this, but is it like, does it teeter on the edge of feeling unfair in a way? Like, not really unfair. It's just, I feel like she needs more, like, speed, I guess, or just, Higher mobility? I don't know. Okay. Like, I'm not such a, like, I'm not huge into platformers. But right. Say if you, like, played Metroid or Castlevania, stuff like that, I don't think a whole lot of those types of people would like this game. Mm. Especially because of how bare the platforming is. Mm. Okay. Like, it feels like, I would rather this game be open world than 2D platformer. I feel like mm. I would like it more. Gotcha. Huh. Because I like the environments, but I feel like the like the 2D platformy stuff yeah. kind of makes it not as like, interesting. Like the traversal is not your jam. No, not at all. It's so, it sucks. And mm. then, um, but like the characters that you meet, and they like nearly spoil all like all your potential um, characters that you can get into your inner, inner realm. Yeah. In that first cutscene. Yeah. And there's some cool characters I would love to meet, but I don't know if I have the willpower to slog through it. And I've talked to, uh, I watched a video of it who was also a backer of the game and he really likes it because mm-hmm. he's, he was into their fighting game. And I was talking to him and he's like, he was 11 hours in like a few days ago. And uh, he said that it was, it's such a slog to get through towards the end game. Mm -hmm. And like, it becomes really unfair. Like the damage wise, like you can be just whacking on a person for like 15 to 20 minutes, like doing all your combos. And you feel like you're like barely put a dent in a dude. Like, and it's not a power differential then is what you're referring to. Like you're, it's not a matter of, oh, you're just under leveled. It's just, 
a damaged yeah, sponge. Yeah, they're basically damaged sponges at that point. And, uh, and he's like really struggling to like even wanting t- to finish the game. Wow. Huh. But, well, the- and like the middle part from what people are saying, it's like you just run through everybody and then to the end game, it's just like everybody becomes a damaged sponge. So, mm-hmm. and I saw that he mentioned that there's no tutorial like of all the buttons. Like I had to figure out some of them. Like they just need a set tutorial because they pop up like throughout the story of like, Oh, now you need to do this. It's like, I wish I had that at the beginning. That's interesting. That's an interesting choice uh, yeah. to not lay out your controls. Um, and there's well, no, mm-hmm. there's no move set list for all the people that you're going to pick up. So like, you have to just figure that out on your own. How do well, you discover that? So as soon as you get the person, there'll be a nice splash screen of like, Hey, this person's in your party. Woohoo. And then it'll show like a screen of like up attack, down attack and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it has a description of what all those do. I wish they would take all those and put it in a menu so I can go back to it and reference it, mm-hmm. but they don't, or at least I haven't found it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, apparently you don't get the training mode. I haven't gotten the training mode yet, but apparently you get it like kind of towards midway through the game, which is weird. I feel like you should get that as soon as you like get the first two people. Yeah. To allow you to, you know, test the game <laughs> in the way that you yeah. might want to, not in like, middle of combat. Yeah. Like there's a lot of like little things that are missing. They're just piling up mm. to where I think this game, I would rate it at like a 78 because it's not my favorite, but I really do like the art style. Like that's, I mean, that's pretty high for, for everything that we've, we've kind of talked about so far. Like, you know, that's, that's a pretty good score. Like overall, it sounds like you've walked away from this experience kind of like, like positive on it. I don't know. The art really carries it for me and everything else is just, just little things just annoy me. Mm. Like the dialogue, I'm skipping through it now. And like the voice acting is so strange. Like some characters have pretty decent voice acting. Ajna, I can't stand the emo chick. I can't stand. Um, you, you need your main character to be good, <laughs> at least. Well, I find her annoying. Right. Um, the emo chick is super annoying. I hate her so much. I just mm-hmm. wish she would shut up. She's the one that has the tiger on her head, and a, she's holding a lantern. That's uh, her. Okay, okay. Yeah, she's extremely annoying. And then um, Dar's pretty okay, I guess. I'm, like, I'm in the middle of his, like... Him turning good guy after he got dumped because apparently he was like a child soldier and then uh the general he's like you are you you little shit I don't care about you and oh, he's like ver- trying to reel with it no not for me oh okay <laughs> no it's more grandiose than that but mm. and then uh one character is mad at me because I accidentally released a being. 
Or some shit. So. Or some shit. <laughs> or some um, shit. <laughs> well, uh, that is unfortunate to hear about the game. Um, I, I didn't know the shortcomings were were you know in such full force. Um, how do you know how much it retails for normally? I think it's forty. Forty. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I want to get to some of the characters I saw in the beginning. Like, there's this pirate chick. She looks awesome. I want to get to her. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. got to slog through this game. Yeah, I was about to say, you got to slog through it. got to slog through it. <sighs> yeah, I, I might I might check it out. Um, I mean, I, I do love art. Uh, you know, just like you, like that's something that could certainly carry me. Um, I remember... I can the, mail it to you. I, <laughs> money. Do you want me to mail it to you? Uh, potentially. Well, we we could talk off uh, off off air about that uh, potentially, but um, <laughs> but the music I remember being pretty decent as well. Um, yeah, so, that's fairly okay. It's okay. So yeah, it, the ask, I I can enjoy the presentation of a good game like that. Um, I, I might catch it on a sale. Um, I do want it to come to Switch. That is probably something I'm going to play on my Switch. I think yeah. I in one of the backer options. I think I did opt for Switch as well. Yeah. Yeah, so. I feel like that'll be a very simple game for the Switch and for it to like, uh, run well and stuff like that because there's not a whole lot of stuff going on. Yeah. But like, I don't know if I want to slog through the beginning of it again. Yeah. Speaking of switching. Ooh. Gears, uh, for a moment. I guess, uh, you didn't play anything else this week, right? Uh, I still need to finish Ori and the Blind Forest, which love playing it through the third time in a row. Love Wait, it. yeah, did, love I, I, I've been talking about that game for the past couple of weeks. Do you want to talk about it really quickly? Yes, I love yeah. that game so much. I yeah, am, tell us about it. I am so in love with the art style. I'm so in love with the music. Um, my friend for my birthday, she got me the disc, a CD version of Ori and the Blind Forest, and I'm pissed at whoever made that CD. Because they chopped up the music, like, the entire, like, music list. Because I bought it on iTunes, and it's, like, all like all the original music. Yeah. They chopped it up to where, like, it's, like, the first, and then they put in the DLC music in it, like a, like, a few tracks of it, and then they go straight to the end. It's just, like, so choppily done someone just like oh i'll take this one i'll take this one and just put them all together so it makes me sad to listen to it yeah that's the problem a couple of uh gaming soundtracks where like i feel like sometimes you might find like a certain i guess track list where like they'll put all of the music or they'll put like the better music but then sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll also like you said like release like a physical version or have like a different version of the soundtrack and it's it's trash like it's i'm not gonna say trash but like it's you know it's not as good as like what you what you're just cut together like hastily and not yeah cohesive that's unfortunate yeah and then um i just love everything about that game i love how you're just like you're just flying through the air. Like, whenever I first played that game, there was no fast travel. It was just you running through the worlds, finding Good. all the collectibles. God, I can't even <laughs> imagine, like, what that game was even like back then. Like, I, oh. I, I, oh, I, fast travel, the best edition of the Definitive yeah. Edition, for sure. Like, I yeah. can't even imagine it. Um, 
and it makes that experience just way more palatable to me. Like, I, you know, again, you know, I kind of talked about it already, so I won't go into it as much. I, I implore you to talk more about it, Elena, but, um, man, like the, I do love the things that you loved about it, but there are certain things I just can never get over. Just like some, like that, the save system being the currency, like, you know, <laughs> it, well, the way that you did it, you did it on like super expert, expert mode, trying to rush through it, not getting all the things because that becomes negligible whenever you like get all the life orbs and you're just saving whenever. I mean, I, 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 I took my, I took my time through the game, but like, you know, I, I, did I go explore every nook and cranny? No, I did not do that. But like, I, you know, well, I those tried. Those nooks and crannies to... have more save points for you to use. Uh, fair to touche, touche. Um, you know, I, and I did finish the game with like, I think six or seven energy orbs when I could have finished it with like double that 15. amount. <laughs> yeah. Like 15 to 18. Yeah. So, um, you know, but at the same time, it's like I should be able to save this thing when I want to. Like, I, and I get it. You know, I'm not going to that's not a heavy knock against the game. It's just something I just never it was not a mechanic I loved. Um, But I don't think any of my criticisms really detract from the fact that it's it's really a good game. It really is. Um, It's special. Um, Everybody should play it. Um, it is not a cakewalk, so don't go into it like I did, thinking that you were about to just have like a fun stroll through the forest. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, like that game challenges the hell out of you. Um, but most of the time, it's good. So I remember first playing that, and I think I was like, it was my first year in college, I think. Yeah. And I like sat in my room with the lights off, with an Xbox controller in my hand, mm-hmm. connected to my. Uh, laptop and I was just sit there playing after that first cutscene I was crying and then for the next like f- three to four hours I was furiously dying and yeah. getting mad at the game and then I would cry again and then I would get more mad at the game mm-hmm. and then by the very end like the last cutscene I was bawling I had huge alligator tears falling down my face because I'm such a empathetic like my feelings are so empathetic like seeing that person or seeing like that whole scene play out I was just like uh, yeah. it's so sad yeah yeah no so I mean it, it's it's it can pull at the heartstrings it's 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 good very well dude done. Ori in the Blind, or Ori in the Will of the Whips is gonna destroy my soul. I can already feel it. It's gonna destroy me. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to, um, to playing that game for sure. Oh, I'm gonna die. And then <laughs> I played, uh, The Last of Us Remaster. I decided to download oh, it. Oh yeah! The PlayStation Plus thing since it's free this you've month. Been in, you've been enjoying that again, I suppose? Yeah. At first, the uh cutscenes, like the models, like the environment still looks good, but to me the models just looked a little bit off since it was PS3 era. Right. But then I quickly got used to it. So mm. it wasn't that big of an issue, but at first it was like a little jarring. Because mm. it was been a while since I finished that game the first time. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you feel like playing through this game is... I, I guess playing through it again is making you really excited for uh, part two coming out, right? Yes. It makes me realize, like, um, how hard the game was. 
Like, mm. scavenging is a pain in the ass right now. So are you playing normal? Are you playing on... Because I think they uh, over time they've added harder difficulties to the game, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I'm too bad at the game to play on <laughs> anything than normal. <laughs> like, I'm not... Expert is too hard for me. Because I keep dying to the stupid, uh, like the non-zombies. Like the fireflies and the cannibals and stuff like that. Yeah, one of those modes, they take away listening mode, I think. And then yeah. I, th- I think grounded is like, there are less resources around. And like, yeah. you get like I, two bullets to the, the, the body and you're down or something. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's that's a no for me because I remember one particular part in that game that kicked my ass. It's the one where you're Joel and you're making your way all the way to the end of the street and there's sniper. There's a sniper there, and there's oh, like yeah. at least twenty five dudes like on either side of the street. Like yeah. I remember that scene being so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's something I want to jump into. Um, a little bit closer to the release of 2, but I'm certainly going to replay it because it's a hell of a game, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, any, did you have anything else, Elena? No, that was pretty much it. That's it? Okay, well, that was more than me. So, uh, But thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I am playing... I did finish Link's Awakening. Um, you know, yay! Another, just grinding through these games, man. Just grinding through them. I talked, uh, I talked about it for the last two weeks. I pretty much wrapped up my thoughts last week. So if you want to hear me kind of go into depth about that game, go ahead and check out the, uh, the last episode. Um, but, uh, yeah, still a really, really solid game. It took me about 15 hours, so it's not long at all. And it's the first, 2D Zelda I completed, I think. Nice. Um, so that was an accomplishment. Yeah. Um, Is it and, like 2D, 3D, like a little bit? Um, it's. I mean, mm. it's 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 2D. Um, I mean, it's 3D in the space that they're using 3D models, but it's in a two. It's in the the classic top down 2D Zelda field of view. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not like Ocarina of Time or Breath of the Wild or anything like that. Um. But yeah, definitely worth playing, and it's fucking adorable. Um, so like that is, alone is a reason to play it for sure. Elena, I think you should definitely play this game for that. Um, I didn't even finish Breath of the Wild because I kept on getting my ass kicked by that Minotaur. It it it, 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 it is not it, it is not a challenging game in in that sense. Um, like if you had trouble with combat in Breath of the Wild, like fear not, like. Um, and, and even, and I had my fair share, so you're not alone in that, um, you know, with having issues with the combat, but like, you know, with Link's Awakening, it's like, you know, not even a, it's a non-factor. Most things die in like two hits, so mm-hmm. you're, you're just swinging the sword, that's it. Um, it definitely has the, the mentality of like, um, of the old, Zelda titles. So, uh, definitely check that title out, it's very, very good. Uh, the thing that I spent, the most actually before I jump into the my main title, I do want to mention I bought Outer Wilds this week. Um that came out last week. I'm not gonna talk about it this week because I've I've played it for less than an hour and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it next week when I play way more of it. And I'm going to play way more of it because nice. that game I've again Bethesda make a mistake by not keeping... No 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 no. So all right, so to clear 
no, to clear confusion. So there's our our outer wilds and then there's outer worlds. Yes. So Dude, I uh, got confused. Yeah. <laughs> so I think outer worlds. That's the um obsidian. That's the obsidian. Game. Yeah. Yeah, and that's coming out on the 25th of this month. Yes, Outer Wilds is the indie space adventure uh, made by I think Mobius Games. Um, and uh yeah, really uh, smaller studio, much smaller studio um making this game and it I don't I don't even want to talk about it because like it I don't want to it, it's I, I don't want to spoil anything of this experience. I think Again, less than an hour, but you should go into this game as blind, blind. as possible. Yeah. Yes, go in completely blind. And next week, I'm going to talk about, like, why... Because right now, I have, like, a really enthusiastic reaction be, uh, just based off of what I I played. Elena, you and I sort of talked about this uh, last night, like, when I was I was playing this, this game. Um, I, I was ecstatic because, like, there were so many awesome things in that hour where i was like oh my god like this game is seems really neat and then i ended up asking myself wait what kind of game am i playing here like at least three different times in that hour um and then by the time i finally thought that i might understand what it is and i'm not entirely sure right now but like that sense of discovery is like insane so i'm gonna talk about it next week uh i just wanted to mention that just kind of tease that a little bit because it, it needs to be discussed, but it's going to be hard because <laughs> that game, that game's a doozy. Um, so the main thing that I played this week, and I, I haven't even played a lot of that, honestly. I haven't played a lot of games this week, but I did get uh, a few hours in of uh, AI, the Somnium Files, finally. Oh, um, boy. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, Kotaru Uchikoshi's... Uh, newest game. This is the guy who made the Zero Escape trilogy. So that's uh, 999, nine, nine Purses, Nine Doors, Nine Hours, uh, VLR, Virtue's Last Reward, and uh, Zero Time Dilemma. Um, so those games are great. They're a trilogy. Everybody should play them if you get a chance. They are visual novels. Uh, AI uh, is the same. It is also a visual novel. However, the big difference here uh, and the reason why this is it feels a little more fresh than other entries in the genre is because this game is completely like it's completely acted like out like you've got voice actors for every or like for most lines of dialogue um except with the exception being i want to say it's like internal uh lines um are not read aloud but like all the banter between the characters um, even if the character is talking to themselves, like physically out loud, uh, that's voiced. That's really great. Um, nine and a half out of t- times out of ten, like these games are entirely, um, you know, silent, which is fine. Like I love reading anyway, so that's cool with me. But having, you know, these voice actors kind of and, and having them do a good job, um, with these with these lines is is really present something new, um, to the to the genre, and also. Everything is like, like everything's animated. That's, that's really new for this genre, I want to say. Like, a lot of times you're dealing with like still images or very like, or you're dealing with the same animations kind of over and over and over and over again. Um, I love Phoenix Wright. You guys know, 
Um, that's, but that, that's the game, right? Like those are truly visual, uh, experiences, visual novels, so to speak. Um, and, and this game is not like that. Like there are full on cutscenes. In fact, when you're in like a, a room, like think of uh, the investigation sequences in Phoenix, right? So you get that, except that you're seeing the actual characters that you're talking to. You're seeing their face anime as they're actually speaking in the, in the, the talking, like the, the talking head box bubble. Um, you're seeing them kind of interact with things in the room, um, interact with you. Their eyes kind of like kind of follow you as you're kind of moving around. Now you don't actually move in the space, so to speak. So you are, you do kind of have a static kind of like one screen visual of like w- the space that you're in, but you can kind of look up and down and to the side and it makes it feel like you're actually like, in the world, like in the actual space itself and not just looking at like a drawing of a room or something. Um, so that's really, really cool. So already the production values are just beyond what uh, Uchikoshi and like really any of these other visual novels have been able to achieve, at least at this point. <laughs> I haven't played every single visual novel out there. Maybe there's something that does something similar, but I think this is like the most advanced I've seen. Um, the, the basic idea of the game is that you're playing as, uh, as Kaname Date, and he is a, he, he works for a branch of government in futuristic Tokyo, who is a part of the Aiba, uh, branch, which is like the, oh god, I forgot what it stands for, uh, but it's, it's, it has to do with the brain. Um, it has to do, it might stand for like artificial intelligence brain systems, maybe? Could have completely butchered that. But it ha- basically what they do is they go into um, someone's subconscious and kind of extract, try to extract truth from that person. So for people who may lie about something or maybe they're experiencing trauma, like like mental trauma to where they can't like they can't actually recall certain memories. Like if they're repressing something like subconsciously, um, you know, you can actually go into their, their mind and unlock what they, what they call these mental locks and extract whatever truth you're trying to find for them. And usually, and, and they're, they're actually called somniums. Um, and within the somniums, those are considered the puzzle room. So if you've played nine, nine, nine before you're familiar with the idea that, um, you know, Uchikoshi loves his puzzles. He loves making you think about solutions to things, uh, very, in very abstract ways. This game is very similar, but very different at the same time. So you're not solving puzzles in the same way. With 999, you were doing, or really any zero escape games, you were kind of solving like, equations and kind of learning like, you know, science and math. And you're, you're doing a lot of like really complex, uh, things with, uh, with, with, with those games. And here, the puzzles aren't complex in that sense. Like really, uh, you're given six minutes to, like six real minutes to, uh, solve the somnium. So for example, uh, I just got through doing the very first one in the game. And you, for example, there's a, you're in a carnival ground. And there's a girl like in the middle of the merry-go-round and you have to get to her, but you can't get to her because there's lightning like striking everywhere, um, like in the merry, around the merry-go-round and there's like, and it's going super, super fast. And so you can't step onto it without getting hurt. Um, so you have to find a way to like, you know, stop that from happening, stop the merry-go-round, um, and get in. And so one of the things that I did was, 
Um, like there's a photo of a woman with like an ice pick through her eye, and I can explain that in a minute. That sounds very gruesome, and it is. Um, but uh, but you know you have to like put you have to take the ice pick out. And actually, like, it will lift, it will actually, um, lift one of the, uh, antennas, uh, or the speaker systems high into the air so that the lightning will strike instead of the merry-go-round, it will strike the pole first. It's very fantastical kind of, like, solutions wait, to problems. So wait, so you're, so you're using the ice pick that's stuck in someone's eye. Oh, I'm sorry. Try- it's, <laughs> sorry, it's not an, there's not their actual eye. It was a picture of a woman and there's an actual oh, ice pick. okay. I was about to yes. say, Roddy, what the fuck are you playing right now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, it does get worse. <laughs> it does get worse. Um, well, I mean, the game literally opens with you examining a scene where a woman is tied up on an, the actual fairgrounds that, like, I'm referencing right now, and uh, she's she's dead, and she's tied up, like, on this horse, like, backwards, and she's bleeding from her eye uh, because, like, her eye was gouged out, um, and you do have to, like, examine that, so... Uh, it's gruesome. It can be pretty gruesome. So if you're squeamish, maybe don't play it. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's intense. It can be intense. But I mean, Uchikoshi, he loves this kind of shit though. Like he, he is a person who does not shy away from, uh, the depravity of humanity in a lot of ways. Um, and, uh, you know, he extracts, he, he extracts some interesting themes from that. So it doesn't, it, it, it's not like, I don't want to make it sound like it's like, like some snuff film or something. It's, it's not, it's not like that. You know, you're not seeing anything too graphic. Um, I haven't seen anything too graphic yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable. You are examining like bodies, you know, so there's that, but, um, but yeah, so it, it, it's cool in that sense of like, you know, you're solving these problems, puzzles kind of randomly. Um, but when you're in the Somnium, you have the six minutes. And with that time limit, every single thing that you do, if you're standing completely still, it's like super hot and that time doesn't really move or it moves very, very slowly. So those six minutes will go by very slow. But if you move around, if you walk around, do anything like that, time moves uh, regularly. It actually increases depending on the topic, on the, the thing that you do. So you can actually choose to remove the ice pick from the picture and that takes 30 seconds or you can choose to push it in further into the picture and that takes 20 seconds so you can choose like what every single thing that you do will cost time um i was gonna say why the fuck would you um why would you push it further in (laughs) what um i i did that um I did that just to see what would happen uh, because so, it, it, so, it wait, so, here's, so here's my question. So when it when you have the choice of pushing it further in or pulling the ice pick out, does it tell you? Um, does it give you an indication on how much time it's going to take to do either action, or you pretty much have to um, like discover it yourself? Yeah. So that yeah that that's that's what um that's what I'm saying. So like it will tell you like how much time something will take. Oh, okay. so, and that's that's the reason why I pushed it in the first place because it was like, oh, it'll take ten seconds to push it in, but twenty five seconds to take it out. And I didn't really know what I was doing at the time, so I was just like, well, obviously I wanted to use like less time, so pushing it in, but it didn't do anything. And my character even remarked and was like, yeah, this didn't actually do shit. So I was like, well, well what happens oh, okay. if I, yeah, what happens if I take it out? Now I've used forty seconds, right? But like, you know, thirty five or forty seconds. Um, but now I've gotten the right answer. But now I'm that much closer to you know failing the somnium because you know i 
made the wrong choice. Um, so right now it seems like a little bit random. Like there isn't a super, like there isn't a, a rhyme or reason seemingly to, well, that's not true. I think there is, but I think it's vague. A lot of the answers to, or solutions to the Somnium seem a little too vague. But again, I've only done one so far. So maybe they get a little bit better in that regard. But so far I'm having fun with the game. I mean, it's, I love my visual novels. You guys know this. Um, you know, this is, and Ushikoshi is a, a, a a master at his craft and the zero escape titles are among uh, some of the best visual novels you can play. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is him in his element and this is him doing something completely brand new. So it's like when, um, uh, Takami, Shu Takami from uh, Ace Attorney did ghost trick when he was taking a break from Ace Attorney. Um, this is his ghost trick seemingly like this completely new character completely new vibe and concept like it's similar in certain ways but like it's completely different in terms of setting and everything so i'm really enjoying the banter between the characters right now like and and again the voice actors make it really easy because they're really likable and they do a very good job uh so yeah i'm gonna plug away at that uh probably report back you know as i kind of move through it but but i'm really excited right now like the, the game is really really good chris i know you were kind of looking at checking this out like maybe on a sale or something and i would mm-hmm. definitely implore you to do so like i'm really happy i picked it up on switch to be nice. honest but yeah that is about it for me chris what you've been playing oh boy what what have i been playing all right so listen so it's been like a long week you know since you know last time we we met up last time y'all listen it's been a long week and uh I haven't really been able to, and I, and I, I sort of said this maybe about, maybe a couple weeks ago. I was like, hey guys, like, you know, week after week, I'm like, all right, I have this, I played this, I played that, I played this, but this time is gonna, it's gonna, you know, come, this is gonna be a time where I, I won't be able to play that much. And here it is. I'm in that time where, uh, essentially Apple Arcade, once again, plugging Apple Arcade, it's uh it's keeping me sane. Like it's I'm able to play uh indie games that I would have either picked up already on the PS4 or the Switch or sort of waited for a sale. A lot of these games are, you know, have I've either heard of or now that it's on the arcade I'm hearing of, I'm like, oh this looks pretty cool. Let me check it out. So this week, um uh, sort of staying in the theme of uh of novel games, um I've played Neocab. Dude, nice. I really wanted to check that out. Yeah. So Neocab, um, it's developed by Chance Agency, published by Fellow Travelers. So it's like another, you know, it's a, it's a smaller, you know, uh, company, but, um, you're playing as a girl, uh, you're playing as a woman named Lena, and she's essentially like one of like the last, uh, human drivers in this like futuristic world. Where, uh, most people, when they travel, they travel in like, uh, in, in, in cars that are like self-driving, you know, AI cars. Mm-hmm. So she's like one of the last like actual human drivers, uh, that's actually like, she, you're, you're, you're basically playing a game where you're, you're working for Uber pretty much. Um, that sounds awful. It, it, it was, alright. So, <laughs> and it, and it gets that way too. So, um, oh, so yeah, no, so you're drunks throw up in the car. Not yet, but the way that the characters interact and a couple of like I'm I'm pretty early in the game, but I've uh I've done a couple of rides with some people and 
everyone has like a different personality. Everyone has like a different story. Um, it's really interesting. Like, yeah, that I, sounds so cool. Yeah. So like if this is honestly something where you, if you've ever thought about driving for Uber or Lyft, play this game because, um, it does a couple of cool things that I like that's sort of realistic. So, um, so like the, the basic gameplay loop for this game is, uh, you'll start everything from the NeoCab app, which you can sort of, it's like an overlay of the, of the city that you're in. And, uh, you'll look around the map, you'll see people pop up and you can sort of, you know, pick, pick and choose who, which ride you go after. Um, now when you do this, you'll see like a little meter of how much gas you have, which of course in this future, it's, uh, all like, you know, electric. So you have to then figure out, all right, do I have enough charge to take this ride or do I have to go to, a uh like a charging station and charge up my car so um and then when you do things like that the game has you know it it charges for it like you have like a uh like a wallet that you know whenever you do a ride you'll get money but then at the same time like i said you have to pay for your charges you also have to pay for um like where you sleep like hotels uh if you do like an airbnb or if you're really broke you can sleep in your car and you would think in a game like that, you know, all right, I'm going to try and save as much money as I can. I'm going to sleep in the car every time. That's what you think, right? Right. So but this you is what I re- shower. So this is yeah. So this is what I really like about this game. They also add a feature where your mood is being tracked. So every choice that you make, whether or not like, you know, what you're saying in conversations with people or where you sleep or what you do, that will affect your mood and your mood can essentially, like, it can either really help you out in a situation or it could really mess you up in the situation. Mm. So let's say that, you know, you, you crash, you know, in your car, and you sleep, you wake up in a bad mood and then, you know, you, you, you start a ride, but then you know, when you're talking to people, it sort of gives you that, um, you know, visual novel type, uh, you know, you have a choice of, you know, saying one, two or three things. Um, but it's, let's say that, you know, a situation comes up where you want to say something, but you're mad. So you're essentially locked out of saying that thing. Hmm. Interesting. That's actually really interesting. So you're, all, you're, you're also not actually controlling the cab, right? Like you're, you're no, purely yeah. focused on talking. Yeah, so you're, you're, I mean, this game is that, like I said, is sort of like that visual novel type of thing where yeah. you're not, yeah, you're not focusing on the cab, but you're focusing, well, you're not driving on the cab, but you're focusing on everything else. So, gotcha. um, you're focusing on like your banter with your writer. Um, you, like I said, you're focusing on, you know, how much charge you have left, whether or not you have to, uh, you know, recharge at a charge station. Um, it, there's a lot that goes into it. And like I said, all the stuff affects your mood. Is it dynamic at all? Like, are you picking up like the same people in the same order, or do you? Is it like randomized who you bit who, who you pick up, or well, is it, it linear? So, or? so based on what I've, because um, like I said, I've I've only played a little bit of it, but you can like so it's it's based on like different nights. So I'm still on. I'm still. I think I'm in night two or day two. Um, mm-hmm. So they give you. Um, like a, like a list of people or you see different people on the map. So you can really choose who you go after at that point. 
and it's sort of like with with Uber, uh, we can see the rider's score. So that's a whole other thing too. So just like in real life, Uber drivers, you know, they have like a driving score. Right. And you know how for Uber drivers, like that score is like a lifeline. Like they, if anything less than like a, you know, like a four or anything like that, like that's, yeah. that that's it for them. So right. same thing with this. Like you're really trying to do what you can to keep up a really high uh, rating. But then at the same time, your writers, they also have ratings. So what I've been doing is like I would pick and choose and look at like the star ratings and like the, the game would like say something about it. Like they would say, you know, um, they'll give like a quick summary about the person sometimes. So if they have a bad rating, it might say something about that. So, you know, I, I totally skip those people. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, all in all, I mean, it's, it's, it's really interesting. Um, it's different from stuff that I've played before. And, uh, and, and sort of like right now, uh, well, I, I didn't even get into like why, what, what are you doing in the game? There's actually like a story behind this. So the character that you're playing as, she's essentially moving into this new city to become a roommate with one of her old friends. Mm-hmm. And, uh, something happens to the friend. And like, this is like really early now. Something happens to the friend and you're now trying to figure out what happened to her. Mm-hmm. So. What, like she went missing? Yeah. So you're you're pretty much at this point, uh, you're trying to piece together like, you know, where she could have gone, uh maybe if people have seen her. So you're trying to get leads from passengers that are in your car. Damn, okay. That I didn't expect that. Take. Yeah, that that fits with the noir vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's I mean it's cool. Like it's it's something that right now I'm playing it's weird. This is one of those games that I feel like I'm gonna be I'm, I'm gonna be playing this when I know I have time to like sit there uninterrupted to play it. Because when I when you think of phone games, you sort of think of games that you can sort of pop up, you know, play for maybe a minute or thirty seconds to a minute or whatever, and then drop off. But this is one of those like this is an actual game that I wouldn't want to you know stop in the middle of what I'm doing. And then come back to it later. Like I, I don't even know how that works. Yeah. Like whether or not it's there's checkpoints or whether or not I would have to start over. To, um, so I, I guess I'll sort of mess around with that this week and let you guys know how that works because that's something that's a, that that is one issue that I've had with a couple of the Apple Arcade games is that your save data is all on the cloud. So let's say there's a situation where you start playing the game. And you don't have service. I've, uh, and this happened to me on, uh, Bleak Swords where I would start in a place where I didn't really leave off at because my save data wasn't like caught up to date. Mm-hmm. So it would either have me start over from the very beginning or it'll start me off like, you know, a couple levels behind where I was. And then sometimes it's weird. Once I then get service again, it'll then, you know, upload the save data, reboot real quick, and, like, throw me back to where I was. Mm. So, yeah, so I'm not really sure how that's going to work with this game. Um, I'll mess around with it uh, a little bit more, like, just sort of, like, stress testing it. But if you want to pick it up on Steam, uh, it's out on Steam. It's $15. And, like I said, it's also on uh, App Arcade, which is $5 yeah. a month. There's a demo of this on Switch as well. 
Oh, so it's out on Switch too. Yeah, it is on our Switch. Yeah, oh, because okay. yeah, I remember we were looking through eShop games, and I remember pointing this game out specifically, and I was like, I don't know why I'm into shit like this, but I really am. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I, it's on my wish list. I really want to play this, so I'm glad that you did. Yeah, and and that's what's and once again, I'm gonna hype this the service up again. That's what's so cool about the service. Yeah, is that you know I'm able to play these games that. I've either had on my wish list or I'm sort of waiting on. I could just jump in and start playing it. Yeah. Um, I think there's another game that uh, I was looking at. I think it's. It, have you ever played uh, like Stanley Parable or? Um, yes. Uh, yeah. Like The Witness, like those type of games. Yeah. Well, there's a Dude, there's a game. This is so hard. I feel so stupid in that. So game. there's a game coming out called. Here we go. Manifest Garden. Which really looks like it's like a mix between Stanley Parable and um and The Witness. And I was like, uh, oh snap! How many puzzles are there? Oh, probably a ton. I'm not even sure, but like it, it's one of those things that like it looks really cool and it caught my attention. I was like, damn, I'm gonna have to pick this up on like oh well, it's exclusive to Epic Store. So I was like, damn, I'm gonna have to pick this up on this Epic Store. But then I scrolled down a little bit and I saw the articles like, hey, it's also gonna be out on Apple Arcade. Bam, I'm set. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really like the Apple Arcade. It seems like all those games are like, you basically do want to like, just lay in bed and just play the game. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to get up and like, look at your TV. Yeah. And you know, what's cool is that, you know, with uh, the latest uh, iOS update, if you don't want to play like touchscreen, uh, I've talked about this before, but you can pair up your PlayStation 4 controller, your Xbox One controller, and you can actually use controller support on a good amount of the games. Like, I've, I, th- I think so far, like a, like a good amount of them that I've played so far has controller support. I think mm. I've seen controller mounts for phones. I think I've seen maybe one at Best Buy, but I'm not quite sure. I think mm. I did. I'm, I can't remember. But I'm pretty sure yeah, right. I was like, it's just like you hold it sideways and then you can just connect it. I think yeah. it's for the PS4. Hmm. I mean, I, I have like I, I use a pop socket on my phone, so I'm I'm just able to like just you know prop it up somewhere and then just use my controller. But a lot of the times uh, when I'm playing these games, uh, I'll just use the touch control because a lot like so far everything that I've played has translated well. Well, most Sorry, of the games I've played, Sayonara Hearts, so hard. yeah. Sign our hearts. Like that's the that one, one game where I actually had to like use my controller for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I played it touchscreen. Oh my god, it was so hard. But then whenever I bought it on PS4, I was like, man, this is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's sort of night and day, but um, yeah, um, Neo Cab, definitely check that out if you're uh subscribed to Apple Arcade or if you wanna if it sounds cool and you wanna pick it up on the PC or Switch. Um, so, alright, so here's the thing. My next game. Hmm. <laughs> Tee it up. Oh, shit. I did it, guys. I went ahead and did it. Rod, you supposed what to you have what you, There we go. So, uh, last week I was talking about how, you know, Destiny 2 Shadow Keep has come out and I didn't pick it up. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm, a, I'm not gonna jump into it. I'm, mm. you know, I'm not in the mood to like, Mm. You know, grind and focus too hard on these games. I just don't mm. have the time. Mm. So tell me why on 
think it was like a day or two ago where I was actually able to get like a full day off. Like something just like mm. hit me. What happened? And I'm scrolling through the um PlayStation store, yep. which I haven't been on my PlayStation in like a good part of a month at this point. Um, and I see Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. What do you do then, Chris? What happened? I, I fucking bought it. I, <laughs> I, I, I caved. I caved in. I, I bought it. I bought the digital, uh, deluxe edition. Oh I, my I, god. You didn't even buy the regular. You just no. bought the deluxe. <laughs> oh my god. It's only 10 bucks more. I mean, uh, get a little bit more. Yeah. What do you get with that? Tell us what you got. Was it 10 or 20? I'm not sure. Oh my god. Usually they're ten dollars more. I, I usually well I, yeah, whatever I bought I think was twenty dollars. <laughs> oh okay. I think I bought this like whatever it was like above that. Um so yeah guys, Destiny T Shadow Keep. So that could that could have gone to Bloodborne, Dark Souls, any of the those other Souls born games you've been loving lately? Nah. Nope. Nah. It, it, <laughs> All right, uh, so so Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, guys, it's back. Destiny 2, like it's like Bungie is they they're trying to fix you know some of the issues that people have had with Destiny, which for me, like going back to like Destiny One days, I I I feel like Destiny One, if you really wanted to customize a character or have like a particular build, you could sort of shoot for that. Like for me, I remember specifically. Like early on Destiny One, my I think my first or second exotic was the um Helm of Saint 14. Because you know, Titans for Life, that's what I play. Um and you know, that's a particular Titan exotic where when you use your Ward of Dawn, which is the super in that game, um when enemies like sort of like so Ward of Dawn is a like move where you put up a shield and you can block incoming damage, but then at the same time, uh, you can sort of get buffs off of that. Uh, with this exotic, it sort of changes it up where, well, it doesn't really change it up, but it adds an extra perk where when enemies walk into your, your shield, uh, they get disoriented, they can't see, and they're sort of dazed. So having that ability, sort of looking through the skill tree, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could make like choke points when I get a bunch of ads and uh sort of like wreck havoc and like really play support. So I I just I don't remember what the specifics were, but I remember putting on some perks where uh when I get like a melee kill, I get an overshield and then like look like anybody nearby me gets a overshield. But then there's another perk that I got where once I get a melee kill with the overshield, I generate an orb of light. And in that game, Orb of Light, well, in Destiny in general, Orbs of Light, you use that to build up your super. So essentially, I built like a like a generator to build super for my teammates. Mm. So here's Destiny 2. It comes out, and they sort of streamline a lot of things, where they, instead of having one big skill tree, they then like divided it into smaller skill trees, which... Sort of changed up your, uh, gameplay a little bit, but not as detailed as, you know, as, as it was in Destiny 1. Um, another thing that they took out was, uh, 
like meaning behind your armor. So like if you wanted to spec for faster grenades or spec for ma- faster melee charge or spec for faster supercharge, you would have to look at your armor and make sure that it had like those specific traits so that you could, you know, get those things faster. Uh, they took that out in Destiny 2 and with Shadowkeep, they brought it back. So in, so in Shadowkeep, you can essentially build your character to sort of how you want the character to play. Uh, you can, uh, spec for the intelligence, strength, and agility, I think. Um, which, you know, like I said, something that they took out. And now you can, uh, take like mods and sort of swap them in and out between your armor pieces. So would you say that's like the, the biggest draw to Shadowkeep? Yeah, because I feel like the story, um, it's not like a, uh, Forsaken. Like Forsaken was pretty deep on the story. They added like, like they really focused on the lore. Uh, this one sort of feels like how, um, uh, what was it? Any of the other expansions? Any, yeah, pretty much any of the other expansions, how those came out. Um, how it, like, there's a quick story and, like, it's more or less what they add gameplay wise. A lot of, like, a lot of quality of life changes, a lot of, uh, extra things to sort of go after. And that's essentially what, you know, Shadowkeep is. Like, if I went, I burnt through the story pretty quick. Uh, something that they did was they upped everybody's level up to 750 so that you could sort of jump into Shadowkeep and not really have to worry about, you know, getting your level up again. Um, so I did that and I was able to finish the story, I think right at 900. So it, okay. So they, they're selling Shadowkeep and they're, sh- they're selling the, the season or the annual pass, like the mm-hmm. same thing they did for Forsaken, right? Like separately. Yeah. So this, all right. So the seasons, they, they're changing up how they're really selling the seasons. Uh, whereas in like, uh, Forsaken, the seasons were more or less like a couple months long. It was like the, the seasons were pretty much what the expansion was. Um, but what they're doing now with the seasons is that it's, I think, uh, well, I mean, I know as of like right now, there's like 55 days left in the season and the season just started and they pretty much cycle through sort of like how Fortnite, what they do with like Fortnite or Apex Legends, where you have your season and every time you, uh, level up within the season, you get a perk and you can either, you know, play for free and get perks that way, or you could pay for the season and get, you know, the season level up, but then also like an extra bonus level up. Mm, okay. The the reason why I even asked about that was because like it everything it seems a little slight for what they're asking for. Like they're they're asking for like five to ten dollars less than Forsaken when Forsaken was like a giant like restructuring of of the Destiny 2 experience, and this seems just like a kind of a stopgap. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I, I, I sort of feel like they they want people to feel that like if they want to, if you want to do like a lot of the end game stuff, if you're into like the raids, if you're into um, doing some of like these newer PVE um, things, you know, if you play Destiny at this point. You sort of know what you're you're you know, getting into, so you're 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 gonna pay for it 
you know, anyways. Like, it sucks saying it that way, but, like, it's sort of how it is. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like with Shadowkeep, the difference between what they did with, uh, this and Forsaken, which they sort of started doing in Forsaken, at least towards the tail end of last year, was, um, like, with the story, there's, like, an ongoing story. So you have, like, that, the main meat of the story that, you know, you get when you start playing it, but then week after week, there are things happening in the world that push the story a little bit further along. Right. <sighs> well. You're almost convincing him. You're almost there. Well, I mean, honestly, <laughs> well, now it's like he's already got it. It's like, oh, you know, I, yeah. I, did, I did tell him, I was like, well, if you get it, Chris, I'll go ahead and get But I didn't actually think he was going to get it. So, um. Called your bluff. I know he did. He did. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, in all seriousness, you know, it seems like it's an okay experience. It's just, I'm a little surprised, honestly, that like, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be at this point because it seems like they, they need to sell something every year around this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, this was the thing. And I feel like I've heard mixed reactions coming out of it. Um, it sounds like you were a little bit more mixed on it, maybe leaning positive. Um, it's still early to say because, like I said, I just finished the the main campaign, and it's sort of like now letting me open to do doing like different end game stuff. Um, so well, I mean, like I'm the raids. Yeah, like I'm nowhere near ready to do the raid, but I'm able to do something called like the uh, was it the Vex uh, offensive, which is like another six man uh PVE uh event where you're essentially fighting like waves of waves of vex and you're you know after like you're, you're you're like after a round like you'll fight like a boss and then move on to like the next area so you know that's that's something that's you know it's different um it's not there's nothing like particularly like new about it because it's more or less like a glorified um what do you call those things like just you just you're fighting like wait yeah, it's like a horde mode, I guess. Um, but not even then, it's not even like that. But I don't know. Like I, I, I feel like I've played so much of Destiny that I could. I, I'm one of those players where I can sort of like jump, when there's like new content, I can sort of jump in and sort of, uh, you know, start where I left off, type of thing. Um, it's cool that they, if uh, if you've never played Destiny two before, they have something called New Light. So you can, you can play, you know, the game is free to play. Um, a lot of the end game things are sort of cut off to those players. But like I said, like it's, they still leave enough of, like there's still a lot to do. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be doing any of that stuff anyway, like from the jump. Yeah. So, you know, if you, if you've ever wanted to try out the game, I'd say try out New Light because, um, they still give you like a, a decent amount of things just to sort of like, you know, start the game and try it out. And if you feel like you would want to do the, uh, you know, end game stuff and like really get into it, then of course, you know, pick up, uh, Shadow Keep or, you know, pay, pay for the seasons and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I get Shadow Keep, it'd be like, you know, I'm going to play this for a few weeks and then like probably be done, which is, which is perfectly fine. Like I don't need mm-hmm. to be on that hamster wheel anymore, like for anything. So, you know, maybe besides Overwatch, like that's the only thing I kind of continually go back to, mm-hmm. but. I mean, you know, but I mean, I think 
the way that did you can play destiny in that sense is perfectly fine like i don't think that you you need to necessarily play that game each and every single day despite bungie wanting you to like, yeah just so popping can... go ahead and I was gonna say, and that's and that's the thing of like how Destiny Two has evolved to this point yeah. is that like I know like Destiny One days like it's it's something where like they sort of I don't want to say forced you know, well, yeah they sort of forced you to like if you wanted to do anything in the game uh, you would have to like grind all of these things you would have to do all of these events just to like slowly build up that power level just to you know be able to finish a raid or finish exactly. things a little bit easier but now like like you said uh it's not something where you know there's so much to do um they give you a you know a lot a lot of chances to get decent gear um i don't feel like i have to do every single thing every week exactly. i can sort of just focus in on a couple of things you know get some bounties done and then i'm good to go i'm good to jump on another game yeah exactly Exactly. Yeah, so they they streamlined a lot of things. That's that's what I'm liking about Shadowkeep right now. And okay. then of course, and then of course, you know, Destiny Two, like the gunplay is. I mean, Destiny has always been like a really fun game to play. Like the, yeah. like just the mechanics of the guns, like how the guns feel. Um, you know, getting exotics, getting legendaries. Like it's it's something that like it it treats you. Oh no, it hasn't treated me right. I'll take that back. Like, this game has been stingy <laughs> with like drops and exotics yeah. for me. But um yeah, like I, I I feel like uh like I'm I'm getting enough of the game now where I don't have to be super hardcore anymore. Yeah. Um, like I I I I don't really see myself get, jumping into the raid maybe for like another week or two because of the amount of time that I'm gonna like be able to play the game. But you know, once I do that, you know, there's always, you know, uh uh, looking for group websites. There's uh, uh, this one built into the game, but for me, it's never really worked as well. So I think I'm just gonna, you know, stick with the LFG groups. Um, but you know, I'm 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 cool with where where the game is right now. Good, good. Yep. But yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been playing uh, this past week. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and jump into the uh, news this week. Uh, I guess I'll sort of, you know, go off of like the first couple, um, and a couple of these are actually pretty small news stories. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start off with Death Stranding. So if, if you're the type of person that wants to go into Death Stranding, you know, blind, stay away from the internet because it's out in the wild right now. Well, the reviewers are getting them. Yeah. Well, I mean, reviews are getting And I saw one that, like, it said 18, or he was, like, 18 hours in, and he can't drop the controller. I I, I think that was a troll account. I've been reading that that's not, like, that guy was not real. Like, that's not a real account. Oh, really? That's what I'm, I haven't confirmed that, but that's that's the murmurs right now, that that Mm -hmm. was a troll account. um, looking. But they are getting them, though. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, you're absolutely right. They're definitely getting them. So yeah, so um I guess like and I feel like people that are getting it, I feel like they they might be selective with who they're giving it to. So hopefully, you know, we won't get anything like spoiled or anything like that. Hopefully, you know, once the game comes out, we'll be able to jump in fresh. But like I said, um it's still early on. 
if you want to go in blind, if you see anything about Death Stranding, just click away. Like, don't even, don't even look at it. Or just I, put it on your mute words. I'm so curious. I, did you guys ever watch the 90 minute thing? Oh man, I wasn't going to, and then I watched Giant Bomb's reaction just because like I just needed to know like what this game was, and man, man, I need to know. I just I simultaneously really want to play this game and really don't want to play this game. Like it's so crazy like but what there's so much information out there how do you not know what the game is it, it's i watched about <laughs> i watched 90 maybe it wasn't 90 minutes it was like 45 50 minutes or something like that and i still can't tell you like i still can't tell you what is going on really um which i know that's like a meme at this point whatever but like it's it's crazy. Kojima, I don't know if he's like a mad genius or or what. I mean, I love Kojima games, I really do. But man, I cannot wait till this game comes out because I I need to know what the conversation around it is going to be. Just based off those that fifty minute thing at TGS, like it's crazy. It's crazy. I feel like we're gonna hear a lot on Halloween, the day before the embargo lifts. Yeah, likely. Yeah, so, um, I don't know, that's that, that's where we're gonna leave that off. Uh, there really isn't too much to say about it, except that, you know, uh, embargo's gonna lift November 1st, so we're gonna get a lot of information on it, but I'm gonna stay away, keep that away from me. Uh, next up, uh, some stadium news. Uh, Google Stadia, which I've sort of been hyping up over the past couple of months, it will finally re- release November 19th of this year. So, literally right around the corner, almost a month away. Um, and to, like, it's, it's a rollout where, you know, you'll only really be able to get it if you, uh, buy the Founders Edition, which is around 130 bucks. You get three months of Stadia Pro, uh, a bunch of, like, Founders Edition stuff, and you get the controller and a Chromecast, uh, like the 4K Chromecast. So, um, of course, you guys already know. I'm excited about this thing. I already have my founder's edition, you know, you know, <laughs> ready to be sent to me. So once that comes out, I'll, I'll give some impressions about it. I'm excited. Oh boy. Do you get like a gold, like an all gold, like Chrome little thing on it for your 4K Chromecast? Uh, no, I think it's just, I think it's just a regular Chromecast. <laughs> There's nothing special about it, but I do get a limited edition controller. <laughs> The night blue Stadia controller. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so yeah, so nothing, you know, you know, nothing else really about that. Just they, they gave out a, uh, uh, release date, you know, they, I think they, uh, also showed off like the Pixel 4, which, uh, will be like the first phone that's, uh, supported by Stadia. So of course, you know, Google, they like, uh, sort of tying their products all together in one ecosystem. I literally can't say shit because I'm stuck in Apple's ecosystem, which they do the mm. same thing. So mm. this is what it feels like. I see how this, this is, this is what this, <laughs> what it is now. But yeah. So like I said, that's a, uh, story that I guess we'll talk about more. And I think, um, pretty soon I'm going to get an email about like choosing my name on studio, on Stadia. So. 
I'm excited. Ooh, Things are finally yeah. proven. You, you have a chance to, to do anything you want. I don't know about anything, but, you know, it's important. This is an important time. It's an important time. Like, the, you, you, what's your, your name is on these things? Like, this is, well, then again, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be like PlayStation that, you know, it took, what, how many years to be able to finally change your name? Uh, too goddamn many. Yeah. So <laughs> hopefully they have something where you can change your name, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, next up, we got some Pokemon Sword and Shield uh, news. That was revealed, I think, as of today of the recording. But um they they hyped it up where I thought it was gonna be like another like mini direct, but it was just a trailer. But we got some pretty cool things in the trailer. Uh they showed off uh three, no, four new Gigantamax uh Pokemon. You <laughs> have Pikachu. Yeah, so you have um a Gigantamax Pikachu which essentially looks like the old school Pikachu, like Pokemon Red Pikachu. Like it's, it's like you know how like over time Pikachu has gotten slimmer and slimmer. Nah, Gigantamax Pikachu's fat. He's a big boy. <laughs> uh, we also got uh, Gigantamax Eevee, which I don't know. I was a little disappointed with the design. No, there's five. There's Butterfree too. Oh yeah, I forgot about Butterfree. So um so Eevee has like like the little like it's puff, like it's you know, the little collar that it has. It's just it's sort of blown out of proportion. It's pretty big and his ears are pretty big. Uh you have Charizard, which I mean, he's man, what a majestic beast. Apparently he, uh, Charizard was designed by uh someone who worked for the Godzilla movies. I forgot. And that's what I was going to say. Like, he he looks like Godzilla, except that, you know, Charizard's wings now are made of fire. Mm-hmm. So, it was Charizard and I think Butterfree were designed by someone from who worked on Godzilla. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense because Butter, uh, Gigantamax Butterfree looks like, uh, what's the monster's name? From Mothra? His... Yeah, it looks like, it's, it, it looks like Mothra is a giant. You know, it's a giant butterfree. Like, the wings are huge. And, like, it it sort of makes, like, I've thought about it before, but not really now until seeing it. But it's, it's basically, we're having kaiju battles. That's what it looks like. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what else? And, oh, and last but not least, uh, Gigantamax Meowth, which... Long is, cat. ...is literally a meme. <laughs> what are, are they um, doing? Are, are they, um... It's are like they any longer of these, Furby. Are any of these exclusive to the versions or whatever? So, no. well, I don't so, think so. Uh, Gigantamax Pikachu, you, well, Gigantamax Pikachu and Eevee, you can only get those if you have the save file for Let's Go Pikachu or Let's Go Eevee. Fuck. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm stuck with, uh, with Eevee. Well, yeah, damn, I meant you said stuck. <laughs> I said you said stuck with. That's funny. I, I got, I have Pikachu, so that's cool. Damn it. Um, alright, sweet. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it looks pretty cool. But I also wanted to throw in um, a quick little thing. So, I know on the show, we, we've we always say that, you know, like, talking about rumors and stuff like that, we hate doing it. You know, there's there's no, like, there's no science, not science behind it, but there's, like, there's, a lot of times these rumors are just put out there just to, for people to talk. But there's one particular rumor uh, for Pokemon Sword and Shield that just over time has been proven right. And right, and right. So there's a um, if you if you look up Chinese Riddler, that's a 
account or a person that has put out Pokemon uh, rumors or put out uh, leaks uh, just over time. And so far, a lot of the things that this person has said has been true. Um, they talked about, let me see. They talked about the long cat, you know, meow. They talked about the, the fat boy, big boy Pikachu. Um, they, um, talked about, you know, that, don't remember the Pokemon's name, but like the little corgi looking Pokemon that's like an electric type. Oh, they yeah. showed that off and it was true. Um, they talked about the uh, new form for Fardfetch. So a lot of these things that they're, they've been talking about actually panned out and actually, you know, ended up being true. So there's still some things that, uh, they put out in this leak that we still haven't seen yet, mm-hmm. but it's, I don't know, it was pretty interesting. They, they sort of, uh, revealed the starters. So, uh, Grookey is supposed to be, his final form is supposed to be like a gorilla that plays the drums. What the um, fuck? yeah. Uh, Swabble is gonna turn into like a chameleon. That's like it looks like a spy, it's like a spy chameleon. And oh, then... like Randall from Monsters Inc. That was a real deep cut. Yeah. No, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you think think of Randall, but with like a, a suit. Like he's like okay. a James Bond type of you know spy. And All right. this score bunny, I'm sorry guys, but it looks like he's, he might be a fighting type. So he's gonna oh, be, fuck. you know, bipedal, he's gonna look like a human, but. I, I feel like I'm gonna hate myself for asking this question, but why do people hate fighting types? There's I like, don't get it! I'm no, not, so, there yeah. are th- at least three to four, uh, fire starter types that always end up fire fighting. Like, people and, and wanted I'm the old, Ponita I'm to old. be fire fairy. <laughs> I'm all for it. I, you know, Blaziken, Infernape. No. Verne, no. Okay. I've, I've just, I've never uh, heard this. One too many. I've never, many. I've never heard this. Well, I've, I've heard this sentiment a few times. I just, I don't know why, like at all. There's just too many. Yeah, people were just tired of seeing the same typing. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I understand that, but and fuck the haters. <laughs> Dude, that's I'm, on, I'm on team firefighting. Let's get no, it. No, I want fire fairy. That's what I want a uh, Galarian Ponita well, to be. Fire fairy. You'd buy the shield then. No, I'm buying sword. Oh, well, then you can't. <laughs> well, I, I, well, <laughs> I might trade with you. We'll see. Yeah, Here, so. you can mail me back indivisible along, and then you could give me this shield. Okay, and fair I'll trade. trade. Fair, fair trade. <laughs> All right. So, like I said, um, the uh, Chinese Riddler—they've been on point with uh, with their leaks. So it's you know that's why it's warranted to talk about it. So if you want to, you know, look into what else they've been talking about, go ahead and look it up. It's some cool Wait, stuff. Is the water one? Is it water ground again? I mean, they they didn't give the typing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they just, you know, they just described what the final form is going to look like. So, huh. I, I don't, I don't, I really don't know what the, um. It's it always water ground. It's like water ground and then, uh, firefighting. Yeah, so, and I think, I, I think I was watching a video recently where I'm not sure if the Chinese Riddler himself has put out the typing, but I think people were talking about, uh, at least I just remember the grass starter. I think the grass starter is going to be, uh, grass and normal. 
which is a really weird, really weird typing. Okay. But it's going to be interesting. So, yeah. So, uh, that's the Pokemon info that we got this week. Um, so, next up, which I'm not really a Fortnite player. Not, not so much. I'm like, if, uh, <laughs> if you ask some of our friends that try to get me to play Fortnite, they, yeah, it ain't going to happen. But I've only played seasons two to six. That's stopped in the middle of seven no we we mean Fortnite. we have a longer history than that so i just want wow <laughs> yeah like like I, I talked rod into buying Fortnite like super in like <sighs> like before the whole battle royale thing was even like even thought of you know yep. we we played back when it was just a pve game we, yeah back yeah back oh when, really oh yeah battle royale was not oh. even a thing in Fortnite yet we it was it was known as I don't even know if it was known to save the world yet, right? Yeah. Like yeah, it was, so, it, yeah. it was just Fortnite. Like that, yeah. that was the game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So that, that's that's why I'm sort of like when it comes down to recommending uh, games for for both of us to jump into, I'm like, you know what? Let me, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me. This indie you know, company epic sounds pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Let me like figure things out a little bit more about the game. But yeah, so um over this past weekend, uh Fortnite did something pretty interesting. And I'll give Epic this. Like when it comes down to their events, when it comes down to hyping up things about this game, it, they they do a really good job of like getting like the community just to talk about the game. Like shoot, like based on what happened this weekend and like the amount of buzz that it got. Did you hear about what Lady Gaga was like on Twitter saying, what, what the hell is a Fortnite? Yeah. Who's Ninja? Who's, what's a, what Ninja? Who's Ninja? And then people were like, oh man, Ninja's gonna use, uh, Lady Gaga just for more, uh, exposure, like he did with Drake. He's hey. gonna use women to gain more fame. Except he doesn't play with women, I thought, right? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. the, that's the joke too. Yeah, so. But yeah, so over the weekend, um, Fortnite season 10 ended and they threw like a little event where, you know, over the, over the past couple of seasons, like certain things would happen, uh, towards ends of, uh, seasons. But this one was a little different. Um, essentially they pulled a, uh, Infinity War on us and, you know, Thanos, the game. Thanos won. He snapped, and the whole map just disappeared into a black hole. Like the dude, did you see the uh, like the where you're just in the home screen where you like uh, invite your friends and stuff like that? Like even that disappeared. Like yeah, looking so at that, booting up the game, so cool. like you, you, you know, you couldn't get into a game. You couldn't really play it. You just, you know, you just saw the black hole, and you know they went all out. Like, they went ahead and, like, you know, pulled all of their tweets off of Twitter. Like, they really made it look like they were shutting down shop. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know all that. Wow. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, it was a complete blackout. Yeah, they were, com- they were doing a complete blackout. Um, and, you know, I, I, if you follow us on social media, I, I, I put out the little post of, you know, hey, what are streamers going to do now that there's no Fortnite? Like, the whole, like, the whole thing, like, the whole, like, just. <laughs> Everything was just, it was funny. Like, it was cool just, like, sitting back and just watching people freak out that they couldn't play Fortnite for a day. Well, and they freaked out because of, like, all the money that they spent on V-Bucks. They're like, 
wait, did they take all my money? Because whenever you got to that home screen where you're like waiting in the lobby, like it'll show like your friends list, like the number of friends, it goes down to zero. And so do your V bucks. So people were like, parents were freaking out, kids punching their TVs. Like people were freaking out. Like they stole my money. Yeah. So, um, like I said, like after about a day, uh, pretty much Fortnite Chapter Two came back. Like they re, they sort of rebooted the game, and which, all in all, I want to say it was pretty genius. Of like, all they really did was like shut down their servers just to roll out this new patch. But I think it was a genius way of doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it really was pretty cool. Like I don't give a shit about Fortnite really, but like the way that they rolled this out was so cool. It really was like in the moment I was kind of like eh, whatever, but then like when everything was revealed like shortly after, which mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about in a second. Like I yeah. was like, okay, all right, that was kind of cool. Yeah, so pretty much they, you know, they brought back Fortnite this is Fortnite Chapter Two. So it's Chapter Two, Season One. So what they're doing is it's essentially some people are calling it Fortnite Two. Yeah, um, which I think that's apt, honestly. Yeah, because they, they, uh, there's a lot of like changes to the game. Yeah. Um, new map. New map. For one. For one. Yeah, uh, huge. you can, there's like swimming mechanics. Yep. So you could swim, you can fish. fish. Yeah. Um, there's boats. They, there's boats. You yeah. can, so you can also upgrade weapons, which, you know, um, you know, if you played Fortnite before, it was essentially finding a gun, then finding a better gun, and then getting rid of that. What they're doing here is now, They've gotten rid of a lot of guns, but then now you can essentially use your materials to upgrade your gun. Yeah, um, that's that's a really big change. I th- want to say one of the bigger changes I don't see enough people talking about is the ability to pick people up. Yeah. Um, like you can do that with your friends. Um, so you can like, you know, if somebody's in the, if they're, if they're down and they're in like the, uh, the hot zone or whatever, um, like you can actually, they don't just have to fucking die anymore, which is great. Like you just pick them up and take them to safety or you could pick up an enemy and throw them for, for fall damage. Uh, so you can like finish people off that way. Um, or troll them and it's just it's produced some really funny videos um yeah <laughs> wait can't your down friend also shoot too like whenever you pick them up oh i don't know maybe i don't know if they added that that that's cool if they did um if so damn i mean that's another reason why to me this is totally fortnite too mm-hmm. and they also have a heal gun Mm-hmm. Yep, the uh, bandage bazooka. So you can mm. now heal teammates when you fire at them, but then also if you fire your feet, you can heal yourself. Yeah, brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. just the, just the whole thing. Yeah. So they they move some like things around on like the screens. Like if you played a lot, like instantly jumping in, you'll you'll see like certain like menu things being different. How like there's um. I think they replaced the XP with Battle Stars. Uh, there's, um, they, they, they're sort of streamlining a lot of like the XP gains and stuff like that. A lot of people are, are saying that it, it's, it's streamlined to the point where like it sort of feels easier to play. Cause it, it seems like you're, you're, you're getting more out of it. Um, and another really cool thing is when you, you know, lose a match or when you finish a match, uh, normally you would have to, you know, get kicked to the, uh, to the lobby, but now you could sort of, you know, jump into your next match from the, 
uh, after death spectating screen. So, um, I think it's another like quality of life thing. Like I, yeah. I, 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 I feel the same way with you. Like I feel like this is essentially like Fortnite too. This yeah. is a, a nice boot. Like a lot of people have been complaining that Fortnite is getting dull. Like it's getting boring. Uh, this is something new that's going to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's like the video where all the dumbasses on the bus are flossing and shit. I was just like, oh, my God, what are they doing? And then immediately, like once the dude jumps out of the thing and I'm like, oh, wow, like it's it's totally new. And then not only is it a new because it'd be one thing to add a new map like they didn't have to do any of these other things. They could just coast, you know, on everything that that has, you know, that makes Fortnite Fortnite. But they really went out of their way to add a bunch of really cool substantial changes. So, yeah, definitely kudos to those guys. Yeah. Sure. So, I mean, I, I might re-download the game. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I might. I might. Yeah, they, they've done enough to, like, warrant the, the download again and for me to, you know, jump back into it. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's... And then immediately de- uh, delete it. Yeah, and, yeah, jump jump back into Destiny 2. <laughs> right. All right. And uh, our last story for tonight, I guess we're going to go ahead and jump into all this Riot Games news. Um, I'll hand this off to you guys, because I think you guys know a little bit more about it than I do. Yeah. Yeah, Atlanta, you want to tag team this one? Because I yeah. know you, you handled a lot of, or you, you saw a lot of reactions to a bunch of these. Um, uh, I saw a lot to the main one, the Project A one. Okay. But uh, I'm glad that they're having an anime show because their anime stuff is so good. Yeah, I was about to say, like, let's start with that one. So the one of the first things that they uh, that they revealed was, uh, yeah, the fact that they're doing an animated show. Are you familiar with the lore at all with this with the series? Hell no, but I know uh, that okay. I really do like their animation. Like, I've seen one video, and then I've seen that um that K-pop song. And that was really good. Okay, I have no idea what that is, but maybe uh, let me look up the song because okay, everybody would know it. So they they have um. So is it two? Is it two animation things, or is it just one? Because I know for sure they have one that's coming out on some unnamed streaming service. Um, it's from from what I've gotten. It's I called it was, Pop Stars. That's okay. what it's called. I, I know they're working on the animated series, but then they also they have like a documentary that's coming out on Netflix this month. Okay, okay. So they've got that going. They've got a new um, they got a new card game called Legends of the Runeterra. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you like that, that's pretty interesting. So there are a, a ton of stuff they announced, but like you know, there were a few big ones. I think Wild Rift was basically League for. Mobile, mobile, right. yeah. So, so they're bringing League to uh, mobile and consoles, and it's a, it's essentially what they did with um, what they did with Arena of Valor. Which, to rewind it back, you know, even further, um, we talked about Tencent last week. Uh, Tencent owns Riot Games, um, <laughs> and a couple years ago, when they bought them, they're like, "Hey, we want League of Legends on the phone." And Riot said, screw that. We don't want to do that. That's going to cheapen the PC game. So they said, all right, cool, bet. Or maybe it was too hard. We'll, we'll make our own. So they, they created 
uh, Arena of Valor, which is essentially like a reskin of League, but they really focused on games being anywhere between like 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, honestly. Uh, so they streamline a lot of like things that happen, like, like the matches are quicker. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's essentially what they're doing with, uh, you know, this version of the game. It's, you know, uh, gonna be geared towards mobiles, gonna be geared towards consoles. Um, and it's gonna be quicker to play. You'll be able to, you know, play games within like 15 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty neat. Um, they've got, <laughs> this is the part I actually thought this was a joke, but it's not. Uh, there is an esports manager league game that they're coming out with. Have you guys heard about that? No. I'm, yeah, I'm reading up on it right now. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, they, that's the real thing. I don't know much to say about that other than Football Manager is really popular on Steam. It's yeah, it consistently is. like the most, one of the most played things like on there. I've actually never played it myself, but people love it. But this seems like that, but with esports. <laughs> um, but I think among all of these aspects, like all these things that they announced, there were a couple things that I thought were the most like notable, most cool. So let's talk about the one thing. Well, we don't have a lot to go on on one of these yet, um, but it's actually the fighting game that they announced for this. Like they're making a league fighting game. Like let's well, they just bought a studio that made this one fighting game on Steam, and it was very rudimentary, but everybody in the fighting community loved it. So Riot bought them like three years ago or so. Do you know the name of them by chance? Because I actually didn't catch No. Them. I no. fucking forgot their name. Okay. Um, it's a, a Radiant Entertainment. Radiant Entertainment. Okay, yeah. yeah they, not... they made uh, Rising Thunder. Yeah, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Okay. That's and it was cool. on Steam. Uh-huh. Huh. That's that's really cool. Like, what they showed, uh, they showed very, very brief clips. I mean, it was, like, literally two two clips that they showed um, in off-screen. Um, but it looked cool. Like, I mean, just the idea of a league fighting game is kind of just kind of blows my mind in a way, where it's like, w- why? But I'm also very intrigued. Well, they have, uh, like, hundreds of characters to choose from. That's very true. That's very true. Um, in, in the off-screen clips that we saw, we got um, we got like meters, like alt meters, and like you know all sorts of really intricate looking systems that are going to be implemented. So it's not going to be some cash grab thing. Like they they look like they're really putting some effort into it, and that's exciting. So uh, we'll definitely be checking more into that uh, next year, most likely. Um, and the the thing that I really wanted to talk about was the what was it Project A. Yeah, that's what it's called. Project A. So t- can you tell us a little bit about this and the people's reaction to it, specifically uh, Overwatch League pros? Well, the styles of the map is very CSGO because you have your sites that you need to capture. It, it's a tactical shooter. And then just like CSGO, you die once you get killed and you don't respawn. But you use your abilities as like a utility type of thing. So there's that Overwatch aspect of it, of having different types of characters rather than in CSGO where you just buy your gear. This is like different characters and there's, and it got the Overwatch community interested because it's a combo of like different types of FPSs where Overwatch is in the 
is kind of down at the moment because of shield meta and just overwatch devs not listening to the community as much. So when they see this, they're like, Hey, there's no shields and it looks like a really good shooter. So people might jump on it, especially those that are in contenders. And then the way that overwatch, um, has been treating those contenders like the tier two and tier three, they don't even, they've been so late on like paying the contenders and stuff like that. So th- we might not see an Overwatch contenders league anymore if that's... this gets really do you, big. Do you think that's premature or like are other people talking about that? Like I, that seems mm-hmm. like a lot of speculation from not a lot of footage right now. And I'm not saying the game doesn't look good. The game actually looks cool. Like, well, they, they showed a... There's, like, a two-and-a-half-minute video up right now on Riot's uh, YouTube channel where you can kind of check out, like, you know, them talking about this game. Um, and I, I totally agree with you. Like, this does look like CSGO, which is already appealing. I mean, Counter-Strike is a, is a classic. Um, and I think this is going to provide uh, a good shot in the arm for people who are into Overwatch but feels like it... it may have become a little bit stale. Um, I know we were kind of talking about that like mm-hmm. early, earlier tonight, you know, um, that, you know, with the, the changes, the constant meta changes for Overwatch are kind of due to people's, you know, I would, I hesitate to say, but, you know, waning interest in the series. Like it seems like people, well, I, because I'm, all the characters are just dog shit. Like all right. the new characters are just, it just kind of ruins the fun of it. Yeah, I it mean, doesn't it, it, become an FPS anymore. It just becomes like cooldown characters because of Doomfist and stuff like that. Yeah, so like I, I am seeing that sentiment, that exact sentiment, like more and more and more nowadays. Like, I mean, obviously we're still playing the game like pretty often, but I like I'm seeing more people say something similar of like, you know, hey, this isn't, you know, th- this isn't, you know, what it was when it first started. Like, mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm bored. Yeah, some variation of boredom. Um, so or just this, frustration, right? And and then there's the whole conversation about you know mechanics uh, versus skill and like how the skill ceiling for this could potentially be really high, which could make matches very interesting. Which means that this could be the next big thing. Um, but I mean, you know, we don't know. We haven't played the game yet, so there's no way for us to tell. Um, right now, there's not much for us to go on other than like you know, hey, it looks like CS go with abilities, which you know gets a lot of people hype. Um, but I guess we'll just have to see about well, that. I right? s- yeah, and I saw some, I think, I don't know how true it is or not, but apparently for their beta, like internal beta, they've been using um, ex-pro players. Yeah, I think I did see that. different series. Yeah, I saw like, that on... Like, including pretty. Overwatch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to say it was like, the tweet was like, hey, current CSGO players and like former pro Overwatch players. Mm-hmm. We're, we're playing this thing, so. And they really liked it, so. Hopefully this will light the fire under fucking Overwatch's ass to do something about the game entirely. Of like, adding, where at the beginning of the match you could ban two characters. Yeah. Or like, just really shake things up, because right now, they're, they are basically in the dumpster and they're not going anywhere, especially with, with the pa- things that happened the past like two weeks. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, in that video as well, they were talking about, you know, things like Peaker's Advantage and like they were getting really granular with a lot of the concepts. So it seems like they're they're taking, you know, a lot of people's grievances with, you know, FPSs in general just really seriously. So that was interesting mm-hmm. to see as well. It wasn't just a plain marketing video. Yeah, it's weird whenever devs listen to pro players and create a game <laughs> that people would get interested in. Strange. Strange concept. <laughs> yeah. Um, I find just the whole thing, like just all, ev- all, overall, all of these announcements to be fascinating because they all seem to be analogs for Blizzard properties. Right? Like. Well, wasn't League like, uh, like a mod of some old Blizzard game or whatever? Well, um. Or was that Dota? Yeah, that's more Dota. More okay. Dota. Um, and then, yeah. then did League take Dota and made it their own? Or so, was Yeah, the concept of Dota of like a MOBA in general really originated with uh with Dota and that was the Warcraft three mod, Defense of the Ancients. Um mm-hmm. that and that got spun out into um and, and that that actually got spun out into Dota two. Dota two got really popular. That came out into um actually I'm not even sure what came first. I don't know if it was League I think or League, Dota two. Yeah, League uh Well was League out. is yeah. separate or celebrating their ten year. Okay, are so I'm pretty, that 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 might be no, I think that you're right. I think they are. And that's why they announce all these projects. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um for their tenth anniversary. Um and so yeah, I think League yeah, League was always based off of that original Dota uh thing. Dota two came back with a vengeance because you know, and I wouldn't say necessarily because League got popular, but I mean obviously it was became a really big genre again. Um and Dota was the, the grandfather of, of everything, so they did come and kinda like, you know, kind of reclaim their throne. Um and now, you know, we have MOBAs as we as we come to know it, and Blizzard's version of that is Heroes of the Storm. Um mm-hmm. and uh yeah, but but I mean we've got Project A, which is the Overwatch version of, of this, um the MOBA card game, which is Hearthstone. Um, you know, we've got the animations, which I don't even, I mean, Blizzard hasn't really dipped their toe into that no, yet. No, they do comics. Right, they do comics. Um, you know, and, um, you know, they, they've got, it, it just seems like they're doing, or trying to, to do a bunch of Blizzard type properties. Um, or they're just branching out their genres. They FPS, are. a card game, an animated show, like Pokemon. Yeah. And, and a, then a fighting game to say to compete with like Street Fighter or stuff like that. Absolutely. I think that's absolutely what they're doing for sure. Um I, I just don't think it's a coincidence that they're trying to hit on the exact some of the exact same things that are they they're seeing are super popular right now and targeting Blizzard as direct competition. I'm I'm honestly surprised we didn't see a battle royale. Mm. Which, which you never know, they, they might be working on that. Yeah, I, I thought they had like a mystery, some mystery game. Um, yeah, that it's they, probably, they didn't, they it's didn't probably go a battle into. royale. It's yeah. definitely a battle royale. Cause I mean, cause, cause look at it. They, they really, they're really dipping their toes into like almost everything. They have their Overwatch, uh, game, the shooter game. They have their fighting game. Um, they have their, uh, card game. Um, like we said, they they might be working on a battle royale. And when you look at all of these games, these are all games that have a lot of player attention. Yeah. These are all you know money makers. So uh, 
Right? They were already in a good spot with what they're doing with League, but, you know, now that they're branching out to these other markets, this is gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see, like, what they could pull in. Oh, for well, sure. Hopefully, it'll spur some actual competition for the other, uh, developers to actually get off their ass and make meaningful changes instead so, of just little character patches or nerfs and buffs and stuff like that. Alright, so here, here's my question, because I, I want to play a little devil's advocate in this. So all of this is cool, you know, Riot Games is, you know, they they're trying to shake up the industry. But can we can we figure we can't forget about, you know, Riot Games has been in the news especially this year about sexual harassment, mm-hmm. about a lot just um like the whole work-life balance at at work like has been, you know, has been horrible. Like they you know, this isn't like a a really good company. Like they I I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that this is something that's going to like sweep all that under the rug, but you know, that's what it sort of seems like right now. Cause a lot of people are pretty hype about it and yeah. I just don't want people to. Forget. Well, they just released the right news for other companies, bad times. Like it all seems so like, Hey, look at us. Look at all these good things while blizzards on fire and Activision's doing whatever Activision does and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, you know, but I, I also see what you're saying, Chris. And I mean, yeah, that's also accurate. Like, I mean, we, we shouldn't forget, like, right. Like we shouldn't forget these things, um, until they are better and people aren't being abused. Um, and, and har- harassed and, and heinous shit isn't going on at this company, uh, anymore. I don't know what the current state is, at the, at the did moment, they noon, did they unionize? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't haven't think heard. So. I haven't heard. So. Yeah, last last I've heard, like it, they're like they're. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure what's going on with like the lawsuit, but I, th- I still think that's the thing. Yeah, I still think that they're you know, still going on. So, um, I don't know. Like I, I just wanted to throw that out there because I like right now, right? It's like in the news. Where like they're they're in the limelight, but I'm so I'm sort of here thinking back about like we've even talked about it on the show uh, yeah, a couple did. times. So uh, that, that that sort of like I won't say instantly came up in my head, but I was you know especially with everything that's happening with Blizzard right now, you know a lot of these companies like they you know they they're, they're dark things that happen in these companies, these mega yeah. corporations. So absolutely. Mm, I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be real interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Wait, did didn't you one of you guys have something to say about a letter that came out from Riot? Oh, yes, since they're owned by Tencent, they put out their own thing after the like the initial stuff from Blizzard uh, reaction to the Hearthstone player of them saying, uh, "Please do not talk about sensitive." subjects uh on in live tournaments and stuff like that like they just completely shut that down Hmm. they're showing who who they are you know Mm -hmm. there's i (laughs) they just want to yeah man i cannot wait for blizzcon though 
This could be so exciting to watch. And those BlizzCon tickets are non-refundable, so. Mm. <laughs> so you bought them, so you better watch. So, alright, so here's my question with with BlizzCon. Because I know why I would want to watch. What, why, why are you so excited about Blizz, uh, BlizzCon? What's going on? Like what? Do, what are you? What are you wanting to get out of it? Uh, I'm wanting to see if they even try to do a Q and A because at all their panels they always do a Q and A, and I want to see, I want to see clips of just questions that they feel uncomfortable to answer, and even if it's not like I know a lot of it is like not at the devs, like, they're usually higher up, but it's just gonna be so awkward for all those, like, poor interns and stuff like that to, like, take the brunt of it, and not for any of the higher-ups to, like, feel any of this heat that the audience is gonna be uh, coming at them with. I'm just ready to see a dumpster fire. What about you guys? Oh, I love dumpster fires. Dude, there's, I think there's already, like, a petition or, like, a sign-up thing to do the umbrella protest at BlizzCon. And there's going to be a lot of May cosplay, a lot of Winnie the Pooh cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's going to be really bad. Like, I don't think any one panel is going to be safe from... Uh, or, or like do you think heat. you think you think they might just uh, not do uh, Q and A's this year? Oh, if they don't, they're gonna they're gonna the audience are just gonna scream at them so that the mics can pick it up. Like they're not gonna be able to avoid it anyway. Shape by if they did, they would be like they would have to kick the audience out and only do like video presentations. Yeah, I think. I think to, to minimize what, you know, what can potentially happen, I think that's what they'll do. Because... There's in a such catch-22, because if they break all their usual stuff that they usually do, like the Q&As and, like, live audience reactions to whatever new thing that they're going to show or whatever, like, people are still going to protest, and they're going to be picked up in the mics and stuff like that, so... There's no way to avoid it. And if they do try to avoid it, they're just going to even look even worse of every voice matters and all that shit that they have on their campus. I wonder if they're going to uh, throw out like, here's like they're going to announce like Diablo 5 and they're like, hey, guys, Diablo they didn't even 5 is Diablo like- 4. Like it was, they announced oh, the shoot. mobile game last year. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant. Diablo so people, 4. Yeah. So, yeah, like, do you think they're just gonna try and, you know, win good favor from the fans by, you know, revealing some, you know, things that people are looking forward to? So, like, I know that, I think you know, they Diablo... would yell, why didn't you do that last year? Why hmm. did you end it on a mobile game? Which, has that mobile game even come out yet? Nah, I don't think, no, it hasn't. It hasn't, so... even, it hasn't even talked about, honestly. Yeah, so why even bother? Like, did that even get canceled? Mm. So, just poor decisions from last year are piling up onto this year, too, plus the stuff that's happened in the past, like, a week, week and a half. 
they're really digging themselves in the hole. They just need to dig up. Like I said, good old dumpster fire. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's going to be even bigger than dumpster fire. It's like a landfill fire. She's like, I can just imagine like the, the, the mountain of tires that's forever lit. Like from the Simpsons. You remember that? that oh, yeah. But yeah, um, you, you guys have any, uh, final thoughts or last things, anything to say about, you know, the whole riot situation? Uh, no, not really, but I'm really curious as to how quickly they tried to turn it into the esports because I think it took, Overwatch, like, I think a year or two to switch it into esports mode. Yeah, that was my first Like, official, well. like, yeah. official esports, not just the Apex stuff that they did. Yeah, like, are they gonna kind of ease their way into it, or are they just gonna go feet first? Because I know, I remember the, everything I, I always think about Evolve when I think about that. <laughs> like, you know, like, they were talking up, you know, man, this is gonna be What's the big... Ne- exactly like the next big thing in esports man and then you know they tried so hard trying to get like you know matches it going and like a scene around it but like they didn't even bother to establish the game first so I- i'm always curious when you know people talk about like you know potential league potential in that way and the game you know is still pretty far out i, I don't even know if we're gonna see it next year um we might but i mean they they seem pretty Heads down in the video. I don't know. I feel like a lot, seems, a lot of these things are going to be... It seems pretty early, though, because, like, there's not a whole early. lot of textures on the walls, even. Yeah, it seems very early. It was alpha gameplay, I'm pretty sure, that we saw, so I wouldn't even be yeah. surprised if we don't see it next year. Yeah, I, I guess, um, like I was saying, I think a lot of these things are going to be pushed out, and there's it's sort of taking the times on, on these things. Uh, I know the fighting game we won't see for a while. Uh, you know, the Project A we probably won't see for a while, but they've already... I think what we have looking forward to, we have the card game spinoff, which is going to come out next year. And then I think the um, the mobile version of uh, League is also slated for early next year. So, What about the animated show? Those things are always up in the air, really. I don't know. Yeah, we don't even know like where it's streaming yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because yeah, I mean, they put out like little videos of it, like on their Twitter and YouTube, and those always looked like yeah. stellar work. Like I don't know who does it. I don't know if it's in house or they hire a studio, but they're so good. Yeah. They'll rival like um, Trigger and whoever did Attack on Titan and stuff like that. Like it's just really good. Yeah. Yep. So. I guess that's it. You know, once again, all this is a ongoing story, and once we get more information, we'll definitely talk about it on the show. So, um, you know, let's let's talk in the comments. Let's talk, uh, you know, on social media. You know, what are you guys looking forward to? What are you guys are excited about? Do you think BlizzCon is going to be a dumpster fire as well? I don't know. Let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about so it all excited. Time. With that, that's another episode. That is episode 34 in the bag. Uh, Elena, once again, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, we're going to go ahead and roll out the red carpet. What you oh, got? Oh, thanks. Any, any, uh, anything you want to shout out? Um, I really don't have much to shout out. But please go follow my friend, 
Miss Malbert on Twitch because she recently got a job at Eel Hell or a volunteer job. So she'll be doing like Overwatch uh, tournaments, like doing all that camera work and stuff. So if you watch her, hopefully she'll start streaming again soon, but I want to shout her out. Nice. Uh, that's pretty dope. All right, Rod, what you got? Uh, not not a whole lot either, man. You know, as always, you know, play more games, enjoy yourselves, and uh, see you next week. Nice. Oh, I, I thought you were about to pull a me and like add on to that. I was like, oh shit, is he about no. to do? No. <laughs> no. Is he stealing is he... my gimmick? <laughs> no. <laughs> But, uh, you know, like I said, every week, guys, always thankful for you guys tuning in. Thank you for making it this far into the episode. Um, like we say every week, we want to hear from you. Uh, go ahead and email us at shouldiplaythatfanmail at gmail.com. I'm thinking about doing other ways of, like, you know, hearing back from you guys. So just be on the lookout for that. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at shouldiplaythat. And um, that's that's pretty much all I really got. You know what's cool? You know what, you know what I'm happy about is that we didn't end this episode on like some sort of like sour note. It's it's a little bit chill. It's it's a lot chill because last couple of weeks I've been like, dang, I sort of wish I still did the, the inspirational quotes because because mm-hmm. <laughs> we because we sort of yeah I don't know it felt a little down. Hmm. Oh, well, wait, we forgot to talk about one more thing about the American College that um, they finally got officially banned in the Hearthstone tournament that they did. Oh, uh, oh well. we could probably come back to that because yeah. honestly, that 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 just broke. I think that just broke t- today, and I actually don't know too much about it, so I wouldn't be able to speak much on it. Yeah. Um, but we will definitely return to that story for sure. We'll have to have you on when we do. Okay. Yep. So with that, guys, uh, we'll catch you next week. Stay beastly. Have fun. Uh, play more video games. I don't know. I'm starting to add some things. We mm. might start doing this again. Mm, drink drink more water. Oh, no. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. And have fun, guys. Peace. <laughs>